1: What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked On Dolphins. Today is Tuesday, September 20th, and we have checked the tape from Sunday's win, 42-38 over the Baltimore Ravens. What did we see? I'm glad you asked. We're going to talk about it here today on the show. So let's dive in here on Locked On Dolphins.
2: You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked On Dolphins. Your team every day. We don't just say it; we live it here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, co-founder of the DraftNetwork.com, and your host here digging through the All 22, the coaches' film from yesterday's or Sunday's victory over the Baltimore Ravens, and. Want to talk about what we saw. I uh, want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players. And if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 extra money on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. Uh, you're truly not in my usual uh, headquarters, so you, you're probably making the observation if you're watching on the YouTube channel. I appreciate uh, your patience, but I've uh, got a sick kiddo at home. Daycare is not an option, so we packed up. We went to uh, uh, Cece's house, uh, Grandma's, and uh, Grandma's going to watch the kiddo today so that I could finish grinding the tape, of course, and, and talk with all of you and and do everything that I need to do throughout the course of the day today. But Hey, we're flexible. A little adversity. Mike McDaniel preached it to his team. Would love to see some adversity and how you guys bounce back. I'm doing the same thing. It's the football gods giving me a hand that uh, we just got to make the best of the hand we're dealt today. And we're doing that here on the show. Going to start with special teams. Uh, This was... Uh, It's a new custom here on Lockdown Dolphins, but we will do special teams first and then do offense and defense from there as far as all 22 observations. And of course, this is a a nice follow up for me because I was at the game on Sunday. So you see everything happen, but you also don't have the luxury of like getting to see anything twice and and the action happens faster and there's no commentary to follow along. So it's obviously a very different experience and. I've enjoyed the in-game experiences. I've especially enjoyed attending each of the last three Miami Dolphins games that they've played. Home week 18 against the New England Patriots. Home week one against the New England Patriots. And now on the road in Baltimore. It's hard to complain when you got a stretch like that with with performances like we've seen from the Miami Dolphins over that stretch of time. But the L22 is a great opportunity to run things back and kind of review what we saw. So the first thing. And I want to talk about is the opening kickoff that the Ravens returned for a touchdown. There were two players who I thought uh, without knowing the full specifics of the return uh, that I thought left the door open for this return for a touchdown uh, to happen. The first one was a player who I thought played really well last week in week one, and that was Justin Bethel. He came down and Patrick Ricard was one of the uh, the escorts for Devin DuVernay and Ricard Musta drove block him from the hash to the sideline horizontally once they got attached on the block. So anytime one of your first guys down gets escorted out of the picture like that, um, that that's not going to help fit. And I thought Tanner Connor was was the other name down who watching him come down and, and uh, look like he got a little out of position. That, that's an observation um, that, of course, Devin DuVernay on that play Hit 21 miles an hour. He was the fastest GPS track time in week two. It's, you know, when, when you have that speed and you have the first guy out who kicks out and gives you a, a soft angle to make a cut and, and really accelerate, um, anybody who's a half step out of position at that point is really going to be accentuated. Uh, I did think both uh, Bethel and Keon Crossan were about yay far away. And if you're not watching YouTube, it's it's about, an inch from blocking a, a kick at some point in this contest. That's something I'm going to be looking forward to watching as the weeks develop and, and seeing uh, how they choose to attack uh, the holder side. Over side home kick. The open side. Uh, the 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 one that I think it was Bethel was the first one uh, came in between the end man and the last man on the line of scrimmage. And sliced through that what would effectively be your d gap and uh gave gave it a pretty good run and got pretty close so something I'll be monitoring as the weeks go on to see if if that's something if we do happen to get one off the edge and if we do it's do we gouge it through the d right um but other than that uh I thought Miami was pretty content to not let any uh returns <laughs> Happen after that, and, and they were pretty content. Obviously, with with the Ravens having a really dynamic special teams unit in general, I thought that was one of the things that stood out. Uh, their coverage was was very effective, uh, getting down the field, and their their kicks were well placed. So you didn't have a, a lot of opportunities on teams, and and of course, when you take a big L early in in the matchup like that, it. kind of sets the tone and kind of changes your aggressiveness that you bring to the table in that regard. So uh, that's some of the observations that I had on the special teams side of things. Um, You're fortunate these days when you win a football game, when you give up a return for a touchdown, and the Dolphins find themselves in that position right now. And um, let's let's do the things we need to do to make that not happen again. And that includes if we need to put all of our kicks out of the back of the end zone for a couple weeks. And let things calm down. I would not be mad about that one bit. Uh, If you are looking for a new ride for any kind of opportunity, whether it's short-term, long-term, long-distance, road trip... Special occasion, Turo is the world's largest car-sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the U.S., Canada, and the U.K. Book a spacious SUV or minivan for a family road trip. Get a classic or luxury car for a special event. Find affordable economy cars if you're on a budget. Test drive that new electric vehicle you've had your eye on. Many Turo hosts can even deliver the car directly to you. Every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Ditch boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. Hi, I'm
3: Jake from Locked On. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state coverage options are selected by the customer availability amount of discounts and savings and eligibility
1: vary by state. Let's talk defense. Uh, I got, I got some notes here. I thought first and foremost, as a shout out, I thought Duke Riley played an excellent game for the dolphins, very inspired play. He's, you know, he's more of a space speed backer, but he's taken on blockers and in the open field and he's having success doing that. Uh, his ability and, and range, you know, it was utilized with the speed that the Ravens had in the backfield. And I thought he was a, a very plus performer for the Miami Dolphins linebacker, Duke Riley. So I wanted to make sure I shouted him out early. Uh, Eric Rowe was good to see Eric Rowe back and having a, an impact in the game. He made a couple of strong tackle efforts on tight end Mark Andrews and man-to-man coverage. A lot of those crossers across the middle of the field and poor Eric, man, like you think back to 2020 and like row was shut down against just about everybody that he faced, except for like Kelsey and Waller. Right. And then he plays against Mark Andrews this year and he's in the hip pocket and he's right there to make a play. Like it's like textbook coverage and just Mark Andrews in tight window makes the catch. Now to Eric's credit, he made the tackle on each one of those opportunities and uh, that helped the Dolphins at one point force a punt and, and get off the field on third down. And um wanted to shout out Eric Rowe as somebody who the Dolphins obviously missed in week one, but it was great to see him back. And he played, I thought at a high level for the Miami Dolphins. So uh, those are, those are two standouts for me. Uh, I think another standout for me, up front is Zach Sealer. This is a weekly bit now on the show. If anything else, you know we're going to get a Zach Sealer shout out. Uh, a couple of short yardage instances, including that goal line stand down uh, on the Ravens' opening offensive possession uh, after the first Tua interception when they came back down the field, ten minutes, eighteen plays, and uh, turned it over on downs down on the one yard line. Sealer on second down made that bad boy happen. And there was another play later in the game. Uh, The other fourth down that Miami got the stop on near midfield. uh, Sealer didn't make a tackle, but Sealer's penetration forced the pulling guard and the split flow motion to have to bubble to get past his penetration. And that threw off the timing of them getting up to linebacker Elayna Roberts, who comes down there like a missile and blows it up and they bottle up Lamar Jackson, and they force a stop on fourth down. So Zach Sealer is just an absolute menace in short yardage situations at this point, which is not a surprise to anybody who who watches him play, but had to shout him out. Um, I I do want to acknowledge the Dolphins fans' questions with Jalen Phillips. I've seen it this week on where's Jalen Phillips at? Jalen Phillips hasn't made any plays, et cetera, et cetera. Here's what I would say. I'm watching the tape against Baltimore. Jalen got targeted with a lot of chips, extra attention from pass-eligible players in addition to an offensive lineman. And yet there we were in the fourth quarter, and they ran outside sweep and left Jalen Phillips blocked on the back end. And he ran down Kenyon Drake from the back end for like a three-yard game. Two plays later, he gets split flow motion from fullback Patrick Ricard and uh, is in position to beat him for a sack and is held. They didn't call it. Defensive penalty, however, uh, allowed the Ravens to get a first down. A couple plays after that, you're watching Jalen Phillips, and he gets upfield on an outside run and forces the back to cut back into to Christian Wilkins inside for a big tackle for loss. He's making plays and he's making an impact and he's receiving extra attention. And I think that's a very complimentary thing for a pass rusher. When you start getting the extra attention of, Hey, send so-and-so to help so-and-so against 15. Uh, So yeah, if you look at the box score, you're not going to see a lot of production for Jalen Phillips. We know what I'm not worried about the box score. The only score as it pertains to eh, that's not true the box score is is much less indicative of a lot of positions on the field and that includes pass rushers you know and i know i know we uh we are in the business of of not bringing up points from brian flores since uh, a lot of his staunchest uh opinions seem to have aged like old milk but uh he talked a lot when he was in Miami about quantifying pass rushers based off of 10 to 12 plays. If you're like, well, he got 10 to 12 sacks, but what did he do with the other pass rush opportunities that he had? And Jalen Phillips, he's making an impact. And his presence in athleticism is world-class. So stay patient. The process is good. The results are going to come. It just did not happen to come against Baltimore. And they honestly, you know – 29 pass attempts, I believe it was. And Lamar moved off his spot on a couple of them. And Jalen you know, was held at least three times uh, throughout the course of just reviewing. And in addition, getting extra attention and freeing other guys up for one on ones. And I thought Melvin Ingram played a really good football game. Uh, he had one lapse on ju- of judgment uh, when they ran a zone read type look. And they had Miami had him backed up, and Baltimore ran the ball. And I believe it was the two-minute offense drill to end the first half where they came down and scored the touchdown to get 28 points. And Ingram comes crashing in, and he's unblocked, and he kind of reaches his hand out and taps the back, but he's ready for Lamar to keep. Well, the back takes the ball. They get a big gain in that regard. They eventually go down and score a touchdown. But you watch the rest of the game. Melvin, really good power still, ability to collapse, convert speed to power. Uh, he's keeping Andrew Van Ginkel off the field on defense and a lot of a lot of looks, and obviously Van Ginkel coming back from surgery a couple weeks ago, so you understand why he's not out there at a super high rate. Uh, shout out Van Ginkle, by the way, on on one of the Dolphins punts uh, early in the game. He's screaming down the field and, and makes a, a really good tackle after the the Ravens punt returner uh, forces a. The first arriving defender to miss, and Van Ginkel saved probably 20 yards of field position. So, shout out to Van Ginkel for his effort on that play. Since we're we're talking about him, uh, do want to acknowledge the effort of Rashad Bateman, the wide receiver from Baltimore. Uh, he gave Xavier Howard some tough reps. Obviously, there's the 75-yard catch and run uh, for the touchdown, in which the the Ravens motion and X's in a, a press look. As they they switch and I believe they push Needham inside, uh, so so Zavian is now in, in press on Bateman and Bateman takes an outside release, gives a nice fake at the top of the route and comes back and uh, Javon Holland's angle can't quite get there. But Greg Roman in general was in his bag for the Ravens. If we're being they're they're running verticals out of twenty-two personnel and two tight end looks and the, because they're in a two tight end look on this side of the field. They are going to take the Dolphins take Javon Holland and they kind of push him towards the wide receiver side. Well, then they run verticals to the tight end side and they run Patrick Ricardo on a wheel and they got three verticals to that half the field in cover three look and the safety shaded on the opposite half hash because of the formation and distribution. And they end up hitting uh, Mark Andrews off an outside release against cover three then bending back in, in inside of Keon crossing. So uh, just little things like that. Um, a lot of the, the run action that the Ravens gave, this was a tough matchup, the tough eye discipline. And obviously the Dolphins you know, gave up two explosive plays offensively. Uh, the 79-yard touchdown run from Lamar, uh, which I thought was a little bit of Elandon and Roberts, a little bit of Emmanuel Logbon, probably a little bit of Javon Holland, all contributing to that individual play. Uh, and then uh, a really nice route from Rashad Bateman and, and, uh, for the 75-yard touchdown run. And that's, that's 14 points right there. And uh, those, those explosives can't, it's not sustainable to win football games that way. And we know that, but um, I thought Elaine and Roberts uh, had a couple of really nice sticks in the run game uh, down in the red zone. One of the, one of those red zone opportunities. Uh, he absolutely <laughs> blew up him and Sam McGlavin. you know, and, and when we thought Mark Andrews was in on that verticals seam and they ruled them down at the one-yard line, and then they came back the next play, and they threw it to Mark Andrews in the corner. Well, both the backers had blinders on and said, well, we did the whole line stand. They ran the ball four times. We're coming downhill. We're going to kill it. And uh, they, they missed a flat release. They risk, missed Andrews on the vertical release. So um, live by the sword, die by the sword. Uh, but some ups and downs with that linebacker group, but the physicality uh, of that group really saved Miami a touchdown, and it helped the team twice bow its back on fourth downs. Uh, which won you the help to win you the football game. So, uh, an acknowledgement to their efforts there, uh, in Miami's ability to really settle down, right? I mean, we, we think about Ravens would hurry up offense with Lamar Jackson, tough to stop. That's seven points at the end of the half. Uh, they got a kickoff return, they had two, uh, 70 plus yard touchdowns. All that adds up. And, um, I thought, Miami, other than that, other, th- other than that, um, I thought they settled down as well as you could hope that they would. And uh, yeah, there were probably two throws that Lamar's receivers couldn't help him out with, and, and probably would have clinched Baltimore the game, but they didn't make the catch. And that was the, that's the concern with the Ravens, is the quality of the depth of the pass catching group. And it bit him at the end of the game in Crunch time. And for Miami, you know the the inverse of that is is the quality that Miami has in the pass catching room and what they were able to do for their quarterback and 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 make some plays happen. We're going to talk about that, but before we do, got to talk to you about our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy done right. You can pick two to five players, and if they go more or less than their Prize Pick projection, and you get it right, you can win up to ten extra money on your entry. No competing with other people; it's you versus the house. Prize Picks projections are there for any sport, anything that you could possibly want to watch, they've got it. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less with safe and fast withdrawals. Download the Picks app or go to PrizePicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. If you deposit $100, they will give you an extra $100. That is promo code LOCKEDON to sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100 at PrizePicks.com.
0: You moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or you switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming or maybe you just rode the stock market to the moon and back. Any of those things that you did or any other moves that you made, TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and every deduction you deserve, filing with 100% accuracy and getting you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax today, make your moves, they'll make them count. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with Turbo Tax
1: Live. So let's talk offense. Offensive side of the ball. Um little goofy in the first half for Tua, and to acknowledge that himself with playing big play minded. And I think that's in part thanks to the game script, right? Baltimore hits you with a haymaker right off the jump. You're down four-nothing before anybody takes a snap offensively. And you know the explosiveness at Jackson has and Lamar played a phenomenal football game for the Ravens. And you say, okay, well, um, we're going to make plays happen. I thought the first interception that he threw, the tight window throw on what it would either a deep curl or a stop seven or, or whatever it was, um, they were in quarters. And Alec Ingold's in the flat right on the same sight line as Tyreek Hill is. And he's wide open at the sticks. Take the shorter game. Right now, I appreciate the aggressiveness and I appreciate trusting your guys, and that paid dividends for the Dolphins down the stretch as this game uh, script played its way out. But at the same time, that one's right there for the taking. Right. And uh, the, the second interception was some kind of double move, a little wheeling up uh, to Jalen Waddell. Uh, but again, the Ravens played a lot of back seven, they played a lot of six uh, quarter, quarter, half. And um, let Marcus Williams take half the field, and then they, they put two guys deep on the other half of the field to really try to congest the, the vertical stuff and, and account for the speed that way. And um, Tua just forced a throw. up there, trying to make something happen down there before the half, and it was second down on that play as well. And I kind of trusted Jalen Waddle to get over top, but credit to Marcus Williams. Marcus Williams is an elite safety in the NFL. And I think that are just, just just situationally more so than, like, he. you can take some of the risks that I think Tua made and, and bit to in this game. But if you're going to take those risks, be cognizant of who's back there, right? Marcus Williams is a ball-hawking safety. He's probably, like, a top-five ball-hawking safety in the entire NFL. So take that for what it's worth. And Marcus Williams dropped a third. If we're honest, and that was a ball that hit Jalen Waddle right in the chest on him breaking route in the fourth quarter. Marcus Williams nearly sealed the game with that, uh, but they didn't. And therefore, the Dolphins have the opportunities that they have. And obviously, the attrition for Baltimore with their corners, um, you, you, you create miscommunications, you create stress. They left their foot off the gas a little bit. And Miami does what Miami did, which is that I believe I heard on Rich Eisen, that it's the 10th time in NFL history teams come back from down 20 points to win the football game. So, as far as true performances up front, uh, Tron Armstead played a phenomenal game. Uh, Robert Hunt played a really good game. I thought Connor Williams's athleticism shined for the second consecutive week. Greg Little played as well as you could possibly hope for, at knowing that he's your swing tackle and he's not, he was not a starter. Uh, Liam was okay. He was up and down. He didn't score, uh, he didn't play as badly, in my opinion, as what the pro football focus grade was for him. I, and, I know I got a couple questions for like power to the pod stuff. Like, hey, how concerned we should we be with Liam with his score from this pad, the first two weeks and all that stuff? I didn't think he played that bad. Uh, was he a little over aggressive at times? Yes. In the inside, you could trust your, you could stay a little bit more patient. And, and I think, I hope Teron Armstead rubs off on the, him in that regard. But uh, Miami's confidence with the run game. We got popped with another, another big negative loss for a Chase Edmonds play on kind of like an unblocked backside toss uh, misdirection type play and and the back around the edge did not take the cheese at all and Chase lost probably I think four or five yards on that play so. I uh, feel feel for Chase's stat line and the fact that he's got two rushes for negative 10 yards and like the rest or it's actually like probably negative 12. But like other than that, and, and obviously Chase with the guy who toted the rock there on that uh, critical run on the game winning drive. Tyreek and Jalen speak for themselves. Uh, the The ball and, and touchdown to Gasecki, upon further review is an absolute beautiful throw on third and thirteen. Uh, to put that ball on the crossbar, tell Mike to go hang, bang his forehead on the crossbar, go up high, make the catch, get his feet in inbounds. And he did sneak his feet inbounds. I know that was, uh, at, at least in real time, Baltimore did a great job presenting it on the big big screen like it was not a catch. Um, Raheem Mostert, I think, was excellent. Again, consistent, allowed a couple big throws to happen in pass protection. I, I'm really excited about what the backs – look like in this all it's such a night and day difference I, like it's not a coincidence that you haven't seen the, the two guys who were the staples last year who were on the roster you're not seeing them shout out alec ingold kind of a multi-tool piece who created a lot of headaches uh, ask first round pick odafe Owe about his experience with alec ingold because he railroaded the first rounder from penn state from last year um just absolutely flat backed him and Ingold, man, some of the perimeter stuff, you know, running flat routes and, and then converting into a blocker on the outside. Alec Ingold is a pretty impressive piece. And I will shout out Mike Gusecki, too. A couple opportunities in the run game where he climbed up on safeties and had split flow motion and was effective in, in creating stalemates. And that's all you can ask that guy to do as far as being a blocker in the running game. So there's a lot to build on here. Uh, obviously the the outburst you'd like to see it more consistent you, you don't want to wait until you're down 21 points in the fourth quarter to start putting your foot on the gas but these are all meaningful reps I thought to some of his intermediate throws uh, like the dagger route that he missed in week one against New England um, those throws I thought had better juice I thought his drops were more on time he was a little bit more deliberate in getting at the top of the drop and hitching into the throw and you saw some nice juice and really manufacture some heat on those balls. So um, steady improvement, steady improvement. Now, defensively, we just got to say, Hey, we got to survive the next couple games without Byron Jones. Uh, I did think Keon Crossan was a player that the Ravens went out of their way to target. And that's something I think we should be mindful of for the coming weeks ahead. And that probably in part plays into why the voids were a little bit bigger for Xavier uh, Howard to give up a long catch and run if, if the safety is trying to help that way if the opposing team continues to smell blood in the water there. But um, we'll see how that continues uh, to, to show itself. But those were the names that I had down on my list that, that I definitely wanted to shout it out. would love to hear if you guys had any additional observations as well. Kyle Krabs, Locked On Dolphins, your team, every day. We don't just say we live it here on the Locked On Network. Fins up, make it a great rest of your Tuesday.